0: I'm James Brian Smith. Welcome to the Things Above podcast. Today's thought from above is this. We are all on a magnificent mission. If you missed the pod episode or this is your first time listening, this is a podcast for what we call Mind Discipleship. It's a podcast for those who want to set their minds on things above. That's where the name of the podcast comes from, from Colossians 3, 1 and 2, where Paul encourages us to set our minds on things above. Setting our minds on good, beautiful, and true thoughts on uplifting, encouraging, life-giving, biblically-based thoughts from above is not easy, and that is why we do this podcast, to provide for you in each episode a thought from above that you can dwell upon so that your heart will be warmed and you will become an epiphany of grace. At the end of the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew 28, Jesus gives us what is known as the Great Commission. And it goes like this And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them. To obey everything that I've commanded you. And remember, I'm with you always to the end of the age. These are Jesus' last words to his disciples, and it is a kind of commission. It is a way of sending them out on a mission, and that's why it is referred to as the Great Commission. What Jesus is saying here is really deeply profound. And one that I think we need to really lean into because, as Dallas Willard has said, many of us live with a great omission to the Great Commission. And I remember the first time I heard Dallas teach on this passage, Matthew 28 18 to 20, and it just blew my mind. I'd heard the Great Commission many times Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. I knew that, but when he began to unpack, What is going on in this passage, these three verses? Oh, it just changed everything. Now I began to see something in a completely new light, and it set my mind on things above. So what I want to do is talk about the Great Commission, this magnificent mission that we have been called to. And I want to break it down piece by piece. So the first thing that Jesus says is, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. That's verse 18. Now, what's interesting is before he gives the commission to go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, he begins by saying, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Now, that's interesting because before he tells them, Hey, this is what you guys are now going to do. You as my disciples are going to go into the world and do these things. But here's what I want you to know first and foremost. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. That's a very deep and profound thing to say. And one thing that we might ask is well, what does that leave out? All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Jesus has authority over everything. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Jesus is the one who is the Ponto Crotter, the ruler of all things. He designed the world. He created the world. He's holding the world together, we learn in Colossians 1 verse 15. So Jesus is telling them, I am the one who has power over everything. Now, this is important because he's the one who's commissioning us, and the first thing he wants us to know is that, hey, you're not doing this alone. You are Working with me who has authority over everything. We think of certain people who have some real power presidents and kings and rulers of nations. We think, wow, that person has a lot of power. But their power is puny compared to the power of Jesus. I mean, we think of some CEO who has some company they're running and millions of dollars at their disposal. Nope. Once again, that is a weak power compared to the power of Jesus. So, as we're embarking on a mission, we think, well, who, under whose authority am I doing this? I'm doing this under the authority of the one who rules everything. And that is profound. So, that's how he begins. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Then, the next thing he says is, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. So there's the commission. So I am the one who rules this whole universe, and I'm telling you, now you guys go, you, in this case, men and women in the early church, you go and make disciples of all nations. We have to unpack that a little bit because the word disciple had a very clear meaning in Jesus' day. It meant you were the student of a rabbi. You were someone who was under the authority of Of a great teacher. So, disciple, the word mathetes in the Greek, means someone who is a student or an apprentice of a master. So, when he says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, he's saying, make disciples for me. Not disciples necessarily of Paul or anybody else or Peter or any of the other disciples that would go and make disciples. But make disciples of Jesus. In the last podcast, I talked about being admitted to Yale University and how I was just blown away that I got to go be a student under some of the greatest minds in the world, some of the greatest professors in my world, in Christian theology, church history. I got to study with them. Like, wow, that's what an amazing opportunity. But in a sense, what Jesus is saying is, look, you've been admitted to my university. I am going to be your personal professor. Uh, You are my disciple, and therefore go and make other disciples. And then he adds, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. And the Greek word there is ethne, which refers to ethnicity or all, all ethnics, meaning all peoples of all different nations, which is in fact what would happen. Christianity would spread across the world, outside of Judaism, into all of the world, and all nations would become his disciples. That's what happened. But he's telling them at the time his disciples were Jewish, so that that was a big move for them to say, go outside of the comfort zone of our religion, the religion you've been raised in, and make disciples of everybody. So, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me now— Go make disciples, go make apprentices of every nation on the planet. Go do this, which is really, really profound. Quite a calling. But our job as Christians is to make other disciples. Not necessarily lead them into conversion, although that's an important step for a person to give their life to Christ, but it doesn't stop there. If I, if I just lead someone to accept Christ, which is a wonderful thing, but I don't then help them to become a disciple, then I've failed in the Great Commission. Because he didn't say, go therefore and make believers. He said, go therefore and make disciples. And then the next verse, verse 19, says, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Now, that's kind of liturgical language. We hear that in churches. We say in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And it's something we just sort of say, but it has incredible implications. What Jesus is saying there is baptizing them means immersing them in something. Now we often think, well, that means just get them wet, like dunk them or sprinkle them, or whatever the method that this particular church uses to baptize. But he he's saying something bigger than that. And once again we gotta go into the Greek word baptizo. It means to, it, it was you dip something into a dye, like clothing, into a vat. So you take a, this cloth and you put it into this dye of, with purple, let's say, and you pull out and now it is purple, right? That, like what was once maybe a white or an off-white cloth is now purple. That's, that's what baptizo means. So you dunk them in that and they come out different is the idea. So what Jesus is saying here, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, is saying, immerse them in Trinitarian reality. So you you enroll them as students or disciples or apprentices of Jesus, and then you immerse them in Trinitarian reality. What Jesus is saying is, show them how the entire Trinity is with them in everything that they do. They're not doing this life, the life you've invited them into, all by themselves. They are working with the power of the Trinity. And I spoke about that in the last episode, talking about the presence, the power, the protection, the provision of God that is in the kingdom of God. So that's what you're doing is saying, hey, you are now living in Trinitarian reality. You don't have to shout. The Holy Spirit is with you. God, the Father, Son, and the Spirit are with you in all that you do. And then the next thing in verse 20, Matthew 28, 20, Jesus then says, and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. Teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. So beginning back at the top, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. Now, this is what Dallas Willard refers to as the great omission from the great commission, is that we don't often tell people, hey, you can do what Jesus commanded you to do. So when he says, teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you, what's that going to refer to? It's going to refer to everything he's taught them. And if you want to get very specific, you could say the teaching of the Sermon on the Mount, which is like, whoa, that's hard to do. Because Jesus says things like, love your enemies and bless those who curse you, and therefore I tell you, don't be angry and don't lie, and all these challenging things to do. But if you start with the beginning, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. The entire Trinity is with you. Now you can begin to live into, to obey, to do the things that I have commanded you to do. Now it becomes possible. Some people will think, oh, you know, this is impossible. You can't possibly ever love your enemies or bless those who curse you. No, you can. You you can do that. Not of your own strength and power, but if you're with God in God's kingdom, if you're immersed in Trinitarian reality, if you recognize that the person in whom all authority in heaven and earth has been given, Jesus, is with you, you can do it. And that's the big plan. That is Jesus' big plan. That is the divine conspiracy that's been going on. People getting invited into this way of life. And what happens when people do it? Well, the world gets changed. When we see Christians actually living out the teachings of Jesus, we marvel even to this day. Like, wow, that person's really doing it. They're really loving each other, caring for each other, sacrificing for each other, living lives of integrity and truth. You see it and you go, wow, And that's what's been changing the world from the very beginning. You can actually do what Jesus says to do. He wouldn't say, teach them to obey everything that I've commanded you, unless we could do it. And then the Great Commission ends with these words, and remember, I'm with you always to the end of the ages. So he begins with, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. And it ends with, and remember, I'm with you always, to the end of the age. What does that mean? That means that God is with us always to do this. So now, what's our mission? Our mission is to go and make students, disciples, apprentices of Jesus. And we invite them into Trinitarian reality. We immerse them in that. And we teach them that they can do the things Jesus said to do when his power is with them, and Jesus will always be there. Oh, my goodness. I get so excited when I think about this. Here's a quote from Dallas Willard. I just love this. He said, the real question is, how do you do evangelism? My short answer is, you ravish people with the blessings of the kingdom. You make them hungry for it. That's why words are so important. We must be wordsmiths, ravish people with the beauty of the kingdom. It's the beauty of the kingdom that Jesus said was causing people to climb over each other just to get in. People become excited like the pearl purchaser. They will give everything to get in. See, I think the question is, well, what's our gospel? Is our gospel, well, you can go to heaven when you die, or at least you won't burn. I mean, is that our gospel? Our gospel is God is with you. That is the mission, the commission, the good news. So, I would put it this way. Here's how I would describe it. If, when Dallas is challenged there, right, to ravish people, to be a wordsmith, <laughs> to ravish people with the beauty of the kingdom. Here's, here's my attempt. Ready? Here we go. First thing I want people to know, God is the most joyous being in the universe. Number two, Jesus has authority over everything, literally everything. Number three, Jesus was right about everything. He was the most brilliant teacher ever by far. Number four, you can be his student, his disciple, his personal apprentice. Number five, you can live in the power and provision of Trinitarian reality. Number six, you can say no to sin. Number seven, you can do what Jesus says. Number eight, you don't have to make it happen. This is not on your back. Number nine, you can do far more than you can imagine, and God will give you as much power as you can stand. And finally, number 10, God will never, ever, ever leave you or forsake you. That is the good news. That is why this commission is a great commission. It's the opportunity to live with Jesus in the power of his kingdom. And invite other people into it. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Hey, folks, I want to let you know about a recent development here at Friends University where I teach. We have an undergraduate degree program in Christian Spiritual Formation, a Bachelor of Arts degree that's both a first and a second major. Now, I teach in this program, as well as some other amazing professors. And I am pleased to announce that Friends University is offering an amazing scholarship of up to $18,000 per year to students interested in studying Christian formation as a part of their college experience. In addition to this amazing scholarship, there'll be hands-on learning with ministry leaders, working with me and others, and great opportunities for internships. Again, this is for both a first major, those who plan on going into ministry, as well as those seeking it as a second major, meaning those who are going to become accountants or therapists or graphic designers or teachers or engineers, any number of other vocations, but they also want to grow in their spiritual lives while in college and get a pretty big scholarship to help pay for college. So if you know someone who would benefit from a degree like this, check out our website, apprenticeinstitute.org, and click on the Friends University tab. Again, apprenticeinstitute.org, and click on the Friends University tab. I hope you join me next time. Until then, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook at James Brian Smith. And you can learn more about this podcast. And if you'd like to donate to the Things About podcast, you can do so on our website, apprenticeinstitute.org. Click the Donate Now button at the top of the page. It's really easy, and it would mean a lot to me. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with a friend. And you can also subscribe, which means you're going to get them automatically each week. My hope, as always, is that one day if you're asked, What's on your mind? Your answer will be things above.